Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land, and welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Well, boy, have the jungle drums been busy beating out a lot of new jungle and Disney news. This episode, we are joined by skipper Danielle Ernest, one of the darlings of DisneyDarlings.net website. Danielle has an amazing social media following, and she helps us make sense of the D23 Expo as we discuss Star Wars Land, the Jungle Cruise movie, and other theme park developments. Now, skipper Danielle was a recent skipper and had a very short time in the jungle, but this lady is a skipper through and through, and I really love chatting with her. Now, we flipped the script this, this week as uh, the first part of our two-part episode. We're going to be doing our normal skipper interview with Danielle in two weeks, but today we're just chatting some of the news that came out of the expo. So stay tuned for, uh, for the second half of this episode. Now, yesterday we received our final prototype of the Jungle Rummy card game, and boy, it is gorgeous. We have just put up an unboxing video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, and I am super stoked about this. We're in the early phases of setting up a Kickstarter campaign for this and getting this amazing game out into the hands of our fans and jungle lovers. Now, this game, which is not based on a Jungle Cruise ride or any other Disney property, is a blend of hearts, rummy uno, and a special jungle twist with a set of fantastic art. Now, we know you are going to love it, so stay tuned. Now, as always, if you are a skipper or know a skipper who might want to appear on the show, please drop us a line at junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com. And if you love the show, please head over to iTunes and drop a review there for us. Those reviews help us stay recommended to others on iTunes, and we love hearing your thoughts on the show. All right, here we go. Season 5, Episode 4, as we sit down with skipper Danielle Ernest in an episode we like to call The Darling of the Jungle. Kungaloosh, everyone! all day yeah. long because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's what, do we, I know, is that mainly for a living? Is that, I mean, I know you um, do a yeah. lot of it. I mean, I pull, if I'm not, you know, tasting tacos part-time at Taco Bell, I'm usually shooting pictures. So. Um, yeah. I, you know, and and social media consulting. And so. I always need second shooters for weddings, so mm-hmm. we'll talk. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I, I, the other thing, I don't do big formally introductions, but I will because of what we're doing this time. Okay. Uh, we're sitting down with uh, Skipper Danielle Ernest, who, um, uh, besides being a, a social media darling, I think is the way that, uh, I think people know you as much for, for the, the great ideas that you put forth on your website and on mm-hmm. Twitter and things like that. And uh, it's a great time for us because we're coming out of D23. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's just happened that we talk about, and we're not normally a news podcast we don't really try to stay current but there's such cool stuff to talk about i want to and then in the second half i want to chat about what brought you to disney and um, you have some unique takes kind of on the experience that i think will be really interesting mm-hmm. and we the last episode was with a guy who worked in 1955 so we'll flip the other direction to someone who worked in 2001 so welcome 
Thank you. D23 was nuts. It was. It was insane. A lot of people. Was that your first? Um, no, it was my fourth. All of them. Yeah, fourth. It was my first, and I went to just the Friday. I only went mm. one day. Um, Wise man. It, uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed on that one, but it was, it was a bit snarkastic. It was a lot. Uh, I got there at seven-ish, and um, yeah, I was in the regular people line, the non-anointed oh, yeah. ones. Oh, yes. Uh, the non-sorcerers. And we were supposed to be let in at 10, and they let us in by 11.30, so I missed the Muppet panel, which was half the reason I wanted to go. Um, and then I, I spent a lot of that day waiting in lines mm-hmm. to be able to see one other panel, and in all, told I waited in lines for seven hours uh, and had one hour on the floor and one hour in a panel. Yep, that sounds about everyone's experience. It, it was it was rough. A lot of people was, were really upset about it. Yeah, uh, but, but it was pretty cool at the it same was, time. It was. Um, what was your uh, as far as the floor? There was a lot of neat stuff. The the Star Wars stuff. Oh, Star Wars. Force Awakens. Absolutely, I really enjoyed the Pandora model. I actually uh, got to talk to a few Imagineers who were within the panel and asked like. Uh, or the little model area, asking them what they thought about it, because yeah. most of them have worked on, are working, currently working on it. One of them was Joe Rohde's uh, producer, mm-hmm. assistant, and got to talk to them all about the model and what was yeah. going on, and I loved that, because they got to tell you, like, more things that you didn't really know, but because Disney's been very kind of, like, secretive about it. It did seem to me that it was a little like... Um you know, Walt Disney's True Life Pandora adventure. Absolutely. And, and let's do the 55 jungle without the jokes. Exactly. <laughs> and without it being a terrestrial planet. Absolutely. So that, that kind of felt a little bit like that It to did. Me. But I, I thought it was really neat, the model. Yeah. It was very detailed. And then I spent a lot of time in the Shanghai uh, pavilion Yeah, there was a... Uh, the, um, the, the water ride that they're doing yes. behind... Phenomenal. Uh, behind their castle. This, well, this is actually is a very quiet place. Uh, the occasional it's guy occasional in the car. Guy. Yes. But, uh, it's funny, right around the corner, the music is blaring loudly. So. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that they... Uh, it's tough because the thing that D23 really, that it stood out, is that the international theme parks have the capital. Mm-hmm. They have the space. Yes. And they really are doing things that are that aren't uh, confined by nostalgia. Or, or confined by OSHA or any other things. Sure. So they're able to use technology on the Tron attraction that we are not able to use here. Yes. Well, and that's like they couldn't bring um, mission, mission, uh, mission Space to Absolutely. California because Dodge wouldn't let them. Exactly. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty neat to see how the rest of the Disney company is evolving, meanwhile, yeah. in Anaheim. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, I think that the tough part is that there's so many people... That between you know Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai, you've got three parks that I would say ninety nine percent of the American audience will never visit. Absolutely, and that's it's such a shame because they're doing things that are breathtaking Remar- and remarkable. Yeah. I mean, every photo I see from people I know who go, that's all they can talk about when they get back. So. Yeah. It's, it's a goal, but the flights yeah. are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> luckily it's supposed to be coming down a little bit. Let's hope so. Uh, but then, then they're going to be busy. They're going to have two or three years. Absol- it'll be so Absolutely. busy you can't get in. And, yeah. Um, have you seen the, the Mystic Manor video, the full, full walkthrough video? Yes. If there's a single attraction that I oh, wish man. we could have in California, <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten in trouble by saying, you know, we don't need that Haunted Mansion thing. We can just take that and put that there. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, there were like flaming things on my lawn absolutely so. no i get that makes sense but uh, mystic manor is gorgeous yeah it's well because it it, uh, it feels a little adventures club ish which does. is great it does um and it has a story 
that is not tied into a prior intellectual property. <laughs> Imagine and, and that. Look at how well it works. I know. That's what the Disney's best attractions actually. Classic attractions um, are not thrive on that. But it's but it is funny on the opposite side. This is a part of with all the Star Wars discussions. I saw a lot of posts that were along. And this is getting to your post that you did, and I'm going to link it in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, I've seen a lot of things this week that are like, I can't believe that Disney is going to use a part of their park to promote a movie franchise. <laughs> and I look at them and I go, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Uh, Alice in Wonderland ride. Mm. I mean, it, they may have done this a few mm. times before, or like for sixty years. Absolutely, <laughs> it's funny. Were, were you surprised at all with the Star Wars announcement? Not really. Um, I heard a lot of buzz on obviously Twitter, and I knew I knew something was going to happen in, in yeah. that way. Either if it was in Tomorrowland, I didn't know where, but I knew that yeah. something was going to change within the park. I yeah. was a little surprised they did it during the studio panel and not the parks and resort panel but well i think that was good because it it meant that twice as many people could oh for sure have a feel for it because it for was sure. uh, both panels were you know wall-to-wall people right so yeah. it was it was nice that they did that was that. 7500 people fit in that i believe around it was, there it was big it yeah, was a, huge. and then the jungle panel got 2500 yeah. <laughs> uh, which we'll talk about that too did you get to go to the jungle panel? i did not i All was right. in the studio panel well you know <laughs> The Jungle Panel was better. Who cares really sure. about I know, all those movies and stuff? I don't know. Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't announce the Jungle Cruise movie, and it's still not officially announced no, until not. afterwards. So we'll see. Uh, we've heard everything from, what, Tim Allen being in it, too? Well, yeah, but it was originally. I mean, it, that both, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks both had, um, uh, it wasn't contract, letters of interest or whatever right, they right, call right. it, mm-hmm. options. They had options yes. on them. And then that whole movie just never went anywhere. Right. And I, part of that is because at that point, the Pirates franchise was in the fourth movie and it just petered out. <laughs> right. Um, and I think there was still some some uh, splashback from the Haunted Mansion movie. Probably. I mean, who knows? But, uh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> not uh, my favorite I, pick for that, but... I'm not sure. Yeah. I like him as an actor. I mean, True. there's been things I like him in. True. I think he, he can handle Moana comedy. Moana is going to look really Moana's good with, gorgeous. with his voice. And he's a great guy. He I is mean, a great he really, guy. But I... I I could have seen more of the Chris Pratt type guy oh, for, the, for the Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. and we don't know the plot. We don't know what it's about. He could be a bumbling. Well, it's never been officially announced yeah. yet. He, but. he could be a bumbling Don Knotts skipper for all we know, he could and, be. and uh, ignore the muscles and all that. But I could get all behind Chris Pratt. Let me tell you. Yeah, but, or, you know, or someone like that who's a little bit more uh, maybe not known for being an action right. star. Right. Um, but it's going to go back to the 19, uh, 1930s motifs. It's going to be set in. Well, I would assume since the the Jungle Cruise is officially set in 1938 now that they've pinned right. a, a date down, I would expect that it's going to be... You think it's going to have some African queen undertones? Yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. what I was, you know, gleaning from some of the posts from people who weren't supposed to talk about things. <laughs> I kind of got a feel that it was going to go... Look, and it's tough. They have the Indiana Jones franchise now. Yes. But it's going to take them probably years to develop anything mm-hmm, I don't see mm-hmm. anything there's nothing on the, the the studio release schedule through 2020 about it right so I don't know if we're going to get another Harrison Ford I don't know if we're going to get a see, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt might be a great Harrison replacement for Harrison Ford yeah but I mean, the problem was is then then Guardians blew up and That's true. you know and then his franchise thing got a little twist and then Jurassic World I know he's so all over the place is he too over who knows so we'll see I mean I, I think that it would be in my perfect world though the Jungle Cruise and Indiana Jones exist in the same. Say, oh yeah, same oh, world. Absolutely. Oh, oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yes, 
I maybe maybe uh, Dwayne's playing solo. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be you that know, would be ideal. That would be good. <laughs> I think John Reese Davies might be a little ticked. <laughs> maybe but, uh, he he's, get, he's a great solo though. He's a great guy in general. But he's getting up there. He is. He's lost a lot of weight. He has. That was my big surprise. Seeing him in uh, Princess Diaries mm-hmm. was kind of like I can hear that that voice, and I don't <laughs> see him offering Princess Anne his axe. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> True. Uh, which True. would have been the best movie ever. It would be. Princess Diaries if the princess was in Middle Earth. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'd, I'd watch Anne Hathaway in that all day. <laughs> I think we all would. Um, so what else What else from D23 was was interesting for you? So you I mean, you... Uh, it's tough when you have 80 to 100, probably more than that, but a couple hundred people who are in the audience who are live tweeting it. Oh, yeah. And it seems like out of my four or 500 people on Twitter that... that I follow or follow me. Uh, it seems like it's about ninety-eight percent Disney podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's at least you know three or four thousand Disney podcasts, and they were all in the room live tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of the same information coming out. Um, but what was what were the things that uh, that you took away from the weekend that were interesting or surprises or? Hmm. Well, I really enjoyed the Disneyland Archives exhibit. Yeah. I thought that was phenomenal. I really enjoyed seeing things that you know we hadn't seen in a while, and it was very different than the the archives exhibit that they had at the Reagan yep. and what we've seen in previous years. So I, I really enjoyed seeing that. Did uh, Did you see the seventies uh, jungle costume? I did. I got I some did. good pictures of that. I wanted to steal it. I, I was surprised. <laughs> I like the, the bullets, sh- the shotgun shells yeah. on the shirt. Yeah, were the thing that I thought was really cool. I thought that was phenomenal. Yes, because we all knew about the bullet jackets, but we had never seen the ones no. that actually was on the no. shirt with the art. The arm patch that they later yes. use at uh, Orlando. Yes, and I really enjoyed the uh, the, bot- the the model uh, Jungle Cruise boat. Yep, that was great. But I think as surprising things, it was just a lot to take yeah. in. It was over. I'm still actually unpacking everything that kind of happened because it was so so much in three days and so yeah. many people. But overall, the animation looks really good and yeah. all that different things. I, I think so. I think Moana is going to be uh, a shock yeah. and surprise. I, the only thing that I I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by it. Um, I, I, Inside Out, I didn't realize that it's had as big of a of a hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that it had done well, but I didn't right. I didn't feel like it had a cultural weight. And then I went to that to D twenty three and, and holy everybody, crud, yes. everybody was dressed up. Yes. Uh, I got in trouble because I told a girl that her, her um, <laughs> sadness cosplay was amazing and it was just one of the girls who worked at the convention center. Um, <laughs> they were really sad the entire time. Um, but no, there were some amazing, fantastic yes. cosplays. Everywhere uh, you looked, I felt like we saw all the motions. So. Uh, did you see that? I think my favorite was the Riley's boyfriend cosplay. With I the, did see that guy. The guy with the sign over that his head. That was very I clever. Would, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, you know, it, and it was a great movie and it's they, they showed the entirety of the new... Uh, the new short film, The that Riley's First great. Date. I could probably watch I don't know, hundreds of those clips of just different situations that Riley's in and how the emotions react. It's so yeah. clever. Well, and it, I mean, it, it would really, I mean, not that Disney's known for having a TV channel that has animated short, you know, TV shows <laughs> oh. on it, but I think it would lend itself really well. <laughs> well, so they have Disney XD now. True, and, true, true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that it's. It's a, I mean, it's a great movie, and it really mm-hmm. had a, a fun presence. I think my favorite uh, cosplay of the whole weekend that I saw 
was the uh, older couple who were dressed up as the volcanoes I from saw lava. It and I loved that. I, I did not get a picture, and it breaks my heart because oh, yeah. it was such a good. It was costume. so clever. It was a, it was really great. Yeah, was, and it was sweet. It was one of those was. like you You're could like, tell oh, they were okay. they, they loved each other. Yeah, it was good. I really liked that one too. Um, I think that the uh, the the Beauty and the Beast uh, Chewbacca and Princess Leia was a pretty good yes. costume. I saw that one too. Uh, I saw the guy coming in on his stilt legs because <laughs> he's not that tall. So. Um, yeah, and I am sad you didn't get to see the jungle panel. We have links to the entire I'm so sad. Um, uh, Daps put up uh, a, yes. a video that we we linked. And uh, sorry, waiting for a little bit of noise. To it was so quiet here the other day. I know. Um, no, Rob put up. Uh, he had a really good video of the yes. the thing. We had um, pictures of all the pre-show images. That's awesome. And then we got high-res pictures of almost everything that was behind the panel. Um, and they went over the, the history of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the only big announcement that came out of it was the uh, the Jungle Navigation uh, oh, restaurant yes. in Orlando. I'm very jealous about that. Um, well, I don't I don't know because it's not going to be table service, and True. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to incorporate skippers, quote unquote, <laughs> um, into the. Whether it's going to be that they'll have two or three people in costume, like an adventurer's club. Right, right. I don't know. I don't see them putting the food prep and cashiers in outfits and telling them to tell jokes. I don't know. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? It would be strange. There's a side of your, like, baby back ribs. I don't know. It seems like Trader Sam's (laughs) Cannibal Cafe is behind that one. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I mean, I don't... Of course, we don't know what their execution or their concept is. But it it is nice to see the culture developed out of it since we lost... uh, Hands over our hearts for the Dear Adventures Club. <laughs> oh man, uh, the saddest Christmas ever that that's gone. But you know, I have dreams that the House of Blues spot in Downtown Disney might turn into something. That would be uh, <laughs> the ideal world. I, I would be okay with it. Was a Skipper restaurant I, or, or something uh, Skipper related? Because yeah. Trader Sam's out here is it's doing well, very successful. Yeah, I I wonder. And too crowded. There was something. There was something else that had been bandied about as a possible House of Blues replacement. I don't remember what it was. House of Goats? What's that? House of... House of Goats. They're moving all the goats from the Big oh. Thunder area to... Uh, I'm actually curious <laughs> as to, uh, as to as part of the sacrifice for the area that they have, <laughs> yeah. that they're going to have to take that back 14 acres, yeah. uh, that they'll be throwing a goat into the Sarlacc every day Probably. as part of the feeding... Most go- likely. It's the goat feeding time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be feeding the goats to the Sarlacc. That's so. what I assumed. Well, and we know it's not bad because if the kids get upset, we'll say, well, Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc, exactly. so I'm sure so, that those goats are fine. They're fine. They're just somewhere else. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm very excited about all the other uh, Star Wars related announcements. Mm-hmm. The uh, Jar Jar's Bounce House taking over Goofy's. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Ewok BBQ sounds really fun too. Yes, uh, the the uh, <laughs> no, it's the Admiral Act Barbecue. Oh. I heard there's going to be a coffee bar called Java Hut. The whole that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the uh, uh, you know Darth Vader and the younglings playtime, <laughs> that, uh, where, where Darth gets to meet the younglings, and uh, that worked out well in the movie. It did. It did. So I think it's going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually was... Look, we don't even know if they're going to do anything with as far as the exact layout. Um, you know, we I didn't think that they were going to say, oh, yeah, we're tearing down Toontown for this, or, no. you know, here's this or that, or even here's a date we're going to put this up by. Right. You know, all that they said was, well, we'll start sometime around 2017-ish. Right. Which, I mean, a lot of that will be prep, and they'll be moving other things. They have to move everything over to the new, the new um, buildings, but it's... I didn't expect them to tell us any details. No. Because they don't want anyone not coming. True. Like, if you were planning a family vacation in 2018, and you heard, well, Star Wars is going to be coming in 2019, 
you'd have this year where no, no one, one was going to be yeah. planning because we're spoiled in California and we True. think of we think of Disney as our personal playground. <laughs> um, I was reading your your article and I thought to myself, you know, if people just realize that Walt was lying when he said that Disneyland <laughs> is your land, it was not meant as a specific invitation. That Disneyland no. is your. No. You know, it was, Jason, who's listening to this podcast right now, Disneyland is your land. The only people it really belongs to is his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so other than that, none of us have claim. I, yeah, although all of us have opinions. We and, do. Uh, we do. I, I, I still to this day have, I don't ever use the term, that's what Walt would have wanted, because I want to slap anyone who says that. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a hard word. It's a hard fra- phrase for people to use. Okay, but people use it all the time. I know. And it was like the Star Wars thing, you know, it's the, uh, oh, there's too much merchandising. That isn't what Walt would have wanted. Walt? You know what? He, everything on Main Main Street on the opening was by other companies and pushing products. Anything after Wizard of Bras, there is no dignity left. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, that's how they sell things there. It's, it's, it was brilliant, really. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good shop and, uh, but of course it was. (laughs) Okay. You have to. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that it it was good because one of the great things about the Star Wars announcement is it lowered the expectation that we're not now, we now not we are now not expecting a ton of stuff for the next few years because they know that, that all right. the money is going there. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to get a little bit of an overlay next year. They're going to put the new movie into Star Tours. They've mm-hmm. said that for sure. Mm-hmm. They're going to revamp Interventions and make it the Star Wars launch pad mm-hmm. and have some Marvel in there, which we knew they were going to do anyway. Right. Nothing's really changed. No. Uh, I was a bit surprised to see Tomorrowland Terrace is closing. Yes. Uh, you know, the only thing that's going to be there, I guess the bands will be gone and they'll just have the uh, Jedi Academy. Yeah, that was a little bizarre. Well... I don't think people come into the park to see the bands. No. I mean, and the, the same people who would have been doing that are going over to whatever Mad Tea Party, Mad Tea Party, yeah. whatever iteration. I'm still waiting for the Frozen Rave <laughs> because it has to be called Let It Glow. It has to be. Why? Why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it does kind of give them a, a nice uh, padding where they don't really have to do anything major because right. now for five years we're going to be waiting for Star Wars Land. So. You know, we're not going to be chomping at the bit on every single next announcement to figure out what's going on. Absolutely. I agree. A lot of people will get off their back now. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we were like, oh, when's Marvel coming? Exactly. When's, when's Star Wars coming? Oh, we'll take Mar- we'll take Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I, I would have liked to see Marvel City, but it makes sense for them I think them Marvel, to... you can't rule Marvel out just yet, but I think it's going to be down the road at some yeah, point. Yeah, well, the problem is that, you know, they, they're not going to develop anything for one park only. And no. they can't do anything in, in, in Florida. They've got... Um, Toy Story Land coming down there where you are shrunk down to the size of a toy mm-hmm. and you get to enjoy that land which it's basically for me like um, Flick's Fun Fair mm-hmm. uh, but from a franchise that is beloved and makes made money for the company <laughs> so that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very, very well put <laughs> I, I love the theming in that area I just yeah. I, I, yeah. I still have PTSD from my one trip on Heimlich's Choo Choo Train it's true it's uh, but the animal so, cookie smell that, that was it's yeah. pretty great um, so yeah, no, I think that they will do some stuff over at DCA, but this gives them time to to, to hold uh, it off, you know. We'll and they have another five thousand parking spaces, you know, to Thank build goodness. now. Thank goodness. Um, one of the the I, I don't the fan theories, whatever they are, but I think one of the things that would make sense is they bought the carousel in, and wouldn't it be great to have a bridge 
that goes from where the cast drop-off shuttle area is now. Mm-hmm. That was an elevated footbridge that went all the way across Harbor and was a walkway to the parking structure where they have the, the new 5,000-space Pumbaa lot. If you look ideal. at it, would be, the line of it would be perfect. It would mm-hmm. be a straight shot right over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to worry about the shuttle thing the nope. way you do with Mickey and Friends. It'd be great. So, yeah. More incentive to park there. Any parking. <laughs> oh, true. my God. I, parking is so much their, yeah. you know, their nightmare. Well, they're letting, you know, enough people into the park now. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's true. Um, so what did, what did you pick up anything fun at D23? Was, did you get any, were you able to snag any of the, the fun? I was not, I mean, I was able to get after the Disney interactive panel, the different Disney or infinity figure and it was, was sadness. No, it was actually Mickey. Oh, yeah, I know they were doing sadness on Friday. Some of my friends got sadness and yeah. then they also, sorry, they had sadness at E3. Yeah. I got Mickey and a, one of the power Power rings. Power rings that unlocks a Kingdom Keeper's yeah. outfit. I hadn't played it at all before that, but uh, being able to play uh, a little bit of the Star Wars yes. sets in the Infinity, it's like, yeah, maybe if I have time, I'll pick that up. But I'm more excited for Battlefront than anything. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, Battlefront. It's it's a tough year. I don't want to go too off into this tangent on video games, but the next six months is that the next gen is exploding. Oh, I know. Because it's like we. Uh, tomorrow is a new Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks from now, four weeks from now is, is the second half of Destiny, the next Destiny expansion. Fallout 4, Battlefront. I mean, the, I don't Halo know. Five. Halo 5. I don't know what to play. I, I mean, know. It's like, I, you know. Could be overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's enough uh, construction. I'm actually looking. Fallout has this thing where you can build like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to, to building my own uh, Disneyland in the wasteland. <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, I think that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. The games look great. Battlefront looks yes. looks ridiculously good. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So, so um, yeah, no, it was great. I got to see a bunch of, uh, get around to the vendors, some of the, the third-party artwork. Mm. Uh, I didn't get to pick up the really great Jungle Cruise print that they had. Oh, yeah, I saw that the, one. The, the elephant on its back. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the same guy who does on a lot of T Fury shirts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was a beautiful, and apparently it's it's going to be at uh, uh, Wonderland. Oh, really? Uh, That's w- good to know. Wonderground. What's Wonderground? The, Wonderground. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they just got some new. Any, if anyone's Jungle Cruise art collectors, uh, Wonderground well, two weeks ago got new Shag Jungle Cruise stuff. They did. It's beautiful. It is. Uh, it is fantastic. No, Wonderground always has... They don't have jungle stuff often, but when no. they do, it's really good. Absolutely. Um, I went to the Shag Gallery in Palm Springs recently, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of the older shirts they've sold of his. Oh, really? Uh, that are selling for $300 a piece, so uh. if you really want to pick them up. <laughs> uh, and I was wearing my... The very first Jungle Cruise Shag shirt. Mm-hmm. I was wearing it in Palm Springs, and uh, someone uh, offered me 800 bucks for it off my back. Did you give it to them? No, no. It's, uh, that one has some meaning to it. I can't. Oh, I can't part with that one. A thousand might, you know. Uh, even that. <laughs> I, mean, I could buy a new cameras. But. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> more, but, more but equipment. That one has. There's only a few things that I I would never sell. One is the um, the jungle diorama, the the, the mm-hmm. miniature one mm-hmm. that they had sold all the pieces to. So mm, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. So let's talk. Uh, this is uh, the. Uh, um, the post that you put up that I thought was was really fantastic, and I'll, I'll just kind of let you summarize it, but I think it echoed a lot of my feelings about nostalgia. 
mm-hmm. and how n- nostalgia right now is not not the friend of the company. And no. it, if you look at uh, how how people are so entrenched in their beliefs about what should go into the park, what movies should be made, that they're remaking all the animated into live action, and now all right. the live actions are going to be animated. <laughs> uh, I call it strip mining the intellectual property. Yeah. But, I mean, why don't you just kind of sum it up? Because I think it was so well stated. Basically, with the Star Wars land coming to Disney, Disneyland, a lot of people... The biggest problem, I think, in Anaheim is that you have nostalgia versus current technology. And it's almost like I like to think about it as if we go back to the first iPod ever, and you fall in love with this iPod, and you don't want to let go of it (laughs) because of this nostalgia, because... You know, maybe Steve Jobs had something to do with that with that direct iPod. I mean, he did. So, as technology advances, you would technically want to get the newer one, mm-hmm. but nostalgia says you should keep the older one. And that's what happens at Disneyland is that you have these brands that are older and still beloved, but they're going to not be relevant to our kids or our children's children. Mm-hmm. And if Disney does not continue to evolve and become a better theme park, they will end up like some other theme parks in this area that are just kind of stuck. And I feel that, you know, it doesn't... Disney is there to make money. Everyone who doesn't think so is, is lying. <laughs> is it, uh, I mean, is part of the discussion that you're thinking about, does it rhyme with Mary Blotter? <laughs> okay. Because I, I think that's the gauge against which... But yeah, I mean, you've got... Uh, an 18-month window from them tearing down the Gibson Amphitheater to having a full theme park. Right. And then we're being told that Star Wars Land will be open in uh, six years. Right. Or five (laughs) years or whatever. And I know that they have to, you know, a different level, but they're still only putting two rides in the entirety of Star Wars Land. Right, and that's not very much. So, you know, it's going to be... And, you know, the way I think about it is, okay... I go, to the, I go to Disneyland now, and I have my camera, and that's a nice piece of technology, but everyone else around me has handheld phones, or they have iPhones, they have iPads, and if you think about it, the technology that's on an iPad could run, fully run Lincoln and mm-hmm. back, back in the or day. Or Tiki. Tiki, I mean, any of that yeah. stuff. Um, so it's not relevant to our children, and it's not relevant. Adults find it endearing because you grew up with it, mm-hmm. but, you know, Walt never intended it for it to be stuck. Well, and then... The other side, too, is that, you know, it's the maintenance to keep it at a level where it's attractive and where it's, it's right. moving. I'll give Buzz as the best example. Buzz is in terrible shape. Yes, I agree. Um, there's holes in the carpet that are mm-hmm. duct taped over. Mm-hmm. Most of the ride vehicles are scuffed and scraped mm-hmm. to the point where they're just... I think it's the most... Um, of all the attractions that are at the park, I think it's the one in the worst shape, and it's yes. one of the newer ones. Exactly. Um is there something that you would sacrifice now? Is there a beloved attraction now that you would look at and go, you know what, I would trade this for a Mystic Manor or, you know, or even just I want something new in this spot. What would you... I think for me it would be Utopia. Yeah. I think it would be Subs. Yeah. I love the submarines. I know they're classic Disney attraction, but there has to be another solution. You could put the subs maybe in the Paradise Pier Lagoon. I don't know. Figure out something. But those those attractions just don't don't pull at the heartstrings the same way, and yeah. don't, they don't cause that sense of awe and wonder. Like when I rode Racers for the first time, very simple ride, very simple oh, ride. It's you know, phenomenal. but phenomenal. It took my breath away. I was I was amazed by the animatronics, and even when I went to Florida and rode the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, completely blown away by by its technology. And I feel like that's what you should experience when you're at Disney Park. And I know that locals kind of we go all the time, but I mean, there's a lot of 
if they told me, you know what, just trust us, we're going to put something better in, I'd be like, okay. I know that's maybe naive, but I feel, even like Winnie the Pooh and all these attractions that are very, you know, I like Big Thunder, and if you would have asked me before the upgrades, I I maybe would have sacrificed it, but the upgrades on it recently are very well done. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. So it's it's finding that nice like even with the Jungle Cruise I I don't I want to keep the nostalgia there but I also understand that there should be something in it to I'm, make it more relevant and I wish you would have been at the panel um, and watched the video because they show the new lighting technology in uh, in uh, Tokyo and in Orlando mm-hmm. where they have the new animated temples yes and oh my goodness are those amazing mm-hmm. or even the Hong Kong one where they have the new fire and water battle with the exactly. spirits of fire and water <laughs> yeah. are, meanwhile here and, <laughs> and we're like hey we have piranhas exactly uh, <laughs> that kind of works sometimes uh, if you hit it just right <laughs> uh, but yeah no I mean I, I think jungle could use some TLC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but look, you know, there's a, I have to laugh, there's a petition going around from a whole bunch of Jungle Cruise skippers, like 700 Jungle Cruise skippers have signed this petition saying, hey, use Jungle Cruise skippers in the movie because, and I, <laughs> and I look at it and I go, no, that's not the petition to sign. No. The petition to sign is make this a good movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to, yeah, absolutely agree on that one. <laughs> you know, can we, can we just... Look, I don't care if you put an animatronic of of the rock. You know, we could call it Dwayne the River. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot you could do with that. Uh, Absolutely. But I I just want it to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's you know if mm-hmm. it. I don't want it to involve Jungle Cruise skippers. No. I don't. I mean, you know, yes, it'd be great to you know. Because really, it's not about the attraction. No, it's, it's about the story behind the attraction. Yeah. That that's not there, but it's it's that idea of like what what caused this jungle navigation yeah. company and and what's what people came out of it. Personally, I think it'd be a great like um, almost animated series too. Yeah. Well, I just would love to see the sense of scale, and people are going to really be upset about this. But um, Le- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen mm-hmm. had elements within it that would have been great as a Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. you know, with that same kind of a feel, you know yes. that the Alan Quartermain stuff that granted Sean Connery really just ruined the movie with his <laughs> contract demands but there were things about it that felt right. good and old and had yes. a really amazing feeling yes. and I, I just want to see him do something that is substantial absolutely um, you know I don't want it to be another throwaway no country bears Disney can't afford it no and if they keep doing that, we're going to lose great films. Well, actually, I had to say it, they can't afford they it can. because uh, John Carter or the, what was the one? This there was another one just recently. Tomorrowland. About, Tomorrowland, which was uh, such a shame. I, they had a lot of potential. If they would have focused more on the World's Fair, I think it would have been a lot better. I, I think that my bigger issue was is that the movie wasn't bad. The marketing was that too. I think that it didn't ever reach the people who should have seen it. Yes. Uh, and it's still playing at the uh, the dollar theaters here in Santa Ana. It's on the dollar the dollar movie circuit now. Uh, I thought it was a, a fun movie. I did. Yeah. I was just after doing the Optimus game. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Because there was this huge buildup. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It wasn't you know <laughs> Black there Cauldron. Oh, boo. Okay, so here's my my thing. Disney is rebooting all of their animated movies into live action. The Black Cauldron should have been the first on that list. Absolutely. If they still have... I don't know if they still have the IP for it. I don't know. Um, but, look, that movie was ruined... Yes, it was a Don Bluth issue, and it was his last movie for the, for the, the company. Uh, it went into a darker place. It was the only PG animated movie at the time. And the voice acting on it was was awful. The Gurgi voice acting. It's true. John Biner's 
characterization was not no, good. No, There were still things in that movie that, that if you did them in a modern-day spin and redid that, great. would... Well, because we now have, you know, our... Um, our Game of Thrones mentality, it's and true. even kids who have seen other, you know, uh, Hunger Games and the, the the teenage set, that would have been a perfect movie. Look, MTV is doing Terry Brooks the the Shannara series, mm-hmm. the sort of mm-hmm. Shannara Elfstones of Shannara. MTV is doing that as a, a a weekly series. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's the perfect time to go back to that true. to that title. So. But Home on the Range would be good too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Which movie? I Home of the Range is the second worst film that's ever been through Disney distribution. Strange Magic was the first one. Oh, that's yes. Because yeah, uh, yeah. technically, that's a Disney film, folks. So if you want to hang your head in shame, <laughs> yeah, blame George yeah. Lucas for that one. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. Very true. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. If you're going to put Elton John songs in a movie, at least have Elton, you know, write some new ones. Work for the Lion King. It did. Um, so just to wrap up the D, the D23 things, I didn't go on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Um, what else did you see that you, you looked at and went, wow? And I mean, what else do you see coming down the pipe that's interesting? Or what else did you take away from, what did you take away from the, the three days from a journalistic viewpoint that mm. you have versus a sarcastic fanboy uh, <laughs> take that I might have? Um, you know, it's a little different perspective. It's true. I think that overall, from a journalistic perspective, Disney has a lot going for them. And it, it looks good. It just has to be executed. And a lot of those things are called money. Yeah, but they have a lot going for them. They uh, they just have to execute it more more effectively and be very careful. And, I, and they need to continue to reach a level where they stand out in the market and not feel like they have to catch up to other brands in the area. And I think, though, from, from that perspective, though, I realize they have... Uh, just some good intellectual properties to, to work with and even discussing in the Marvel panels and the different Star Wars stuff they have a lot to work with and yeah. I think that many good things can come out of it if it's executed correctly do, do you think that they're playing catch up with, with Universal and Harry Potter? I think they feel like they have to now that it's coming out here I feel honestly though if, if you're a mild Disney fan or Southern California person you understand that Universal attracts a totally different clientele and it's so far from the resort, it's not you're not going to lose that much money, yeah. especially because Disney is its own niche. But I feel like they might because you have Transformers and different rides that are Transformers is an amazing ride, and yeah. it's I feel like they feel. They well, have and to Jurassic do that. World now is the Jurassic Park ride is now the Jurassic World ride. Right, so right. You've got another good tie-in there. Well, Universal um, is the first uh, movie company this year to, to make two billion dollars. Right. Um, and they didn't have any superhero properties. It right. was Fast and the Furious. It mm-hmm. was Minions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they really just everything that they touched this year went uh, gold. And I think part of it is that they're being very smart with their choices about what they're putting in. They are, and and I think it's a good time for Universal because they've been yeah. underdog for so long. So I mean, Disney's just gonna be really smart yeah. about everything. If if Star Wars Land isn't executed correctly, uh, and it's cheesy, it's bad. Uh, they're gonna. Yeah. I don't know if they'll recover in that sense because you have so many fans that are... And I really don't think that's a risk. I think that they're right. really, you know, that they've got the right kind of people. True. No, the, yeah. and yeah, I, the, the artwork they did with it great. was really good. Right. I think that I'm the bigger thing I look at is that, you know, when Harry Potter Land opens next year at Universal, you're going to be... 
I, I don't know when Strange Beasts comes out. I want to say it's next Christmas. I think so, yes. So you've got Eddie Redmayne, who is really up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, did you see the uh, the movie with Mila Kunis that he was in, the uh, Jupiter uh, Jupiter Ascending? I did. Yeah, Very he, he was film. chewing the scenery. Uh <laughs> You know, and but then you have him in, uh, you know, in uh, the Stephen Hawking one. Oh yeah, was, Theory of Everything. Yeah, where he was phenomenal. Name is so, awesome. Yeah, he's. But I, I, I'm hoping uh, that he will do well. I was a little sad Matt Smith didn't get the the job. I thought he would have been yes a fun draw for that one. It's true. But, uh, it's true. But yeah, no, I think that that's going to be coming out at the same time. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a big launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Star Wars side too. We're going to have movies for the you know one a and year for the next seven gonna, years. I think that's what's going to carry everyone through. I just I really hope after you know the first one that it doesn't yeah. decline because yeah. we have J.J. Abrams directing it. It's going to be awesome. I'm just worried about the other. Yeah, I think successes. that the influence is going to keep on. I think I his, hope so. I think his his finger will be in the pudding for a lot That's of that. That's true. But, but every fan worries it's going to be. <laughs> well, we've the, seen what they can do the, before. <laughs> the, the news that came out today doesn't give a lot of hope. Uh, they are actually going to be um, digitally recreating Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait for this one. Oh, the Hummer, the bane of the podcaster. It's going to sit here. Look, Disney's uh, business choices have been, let's buy these things that have rabid, fanatical fan bases. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, between Star Wars and Marvel and, you know, I I look at what happened with Fantastic Four and I'm just like, you know, Disney's got to get this away from Fox because Fox can't make... You know, the sad thing is, have you seen Fantastic Four? Uh, No, it was so bad. Ron Tomato score. I... I... (laughs) For me, it was like I went to a six dollars showing because I'm like, you know, I wouldn't pay full price for it. But if it's as bad of a train wreck as everyone else says it is, it might be entertaining. It, it might be, you know, you know, uh, riff tracks level fodder. Yeah, I could see what he was trying to do. That's good. I think that it felt like about a third of the movie was edited out of it, and mm. it made it really choppy. Yeah, but there were things I really liked about it. Mm. Um, almost none of the acting. <laughs> uh, and, or any of the people who were cast, but the, the special effects were good. That it, brand, for some reason, though, can never get yeah. off the ground. Can you really go past having Michael Chiklis as the thing, though? I mean, that really, you know, mm-hmm. that sets a really high bar for grumpy rock monsters. It does, it does, it does, it absolutely. <laughs> well, but it's, a, it's the same thing with Spider-Man, too, you know. I, I don't think Sony knows how to handle that character. No. And it's at least good it's going to be crossing over, although... Marissa Tomei as, as Aunt May is a really weird... Yeah, I agree. Really weird casting decision, so... I agree. Um, Overall, though, I took from the expo that fans love Disney, regardless, yeah. and, you know, the more brands they add is, in... Is it a blind loyalty, though? Uh, I mean, or do they do they not question it at all? I mean, or is, I mean, I know well, that the there's... people that drop $3,000 to get front of the line, maybe, <sighs> but... I, I could not... Look, I, I have to admit, I, I couldn't justify spending two hours of my limited time that was there to get a shopping pass to yes. go stand in a line to buy stuff. that's why I didn't get merch, because... I, I, I'm not going to stand in a two-hour line to buy something. Right. And I think a lot of the people that were doing it were going and buying extra stuff to sell on eBay right. to justify their ticket price for going right. to Expo. Right. Because some of the things that have gone on eBay are going up for three times the price mm-hmm. of what they were selling for. Mm-hmm. So you know that the people who went there went there because they knew they could resell the right. items. Just making money. So, I mean, that's and that's the hard part. You have the fans that were really 
passionate about one thing and then you had Star Wars fans. It was it was just a lot under one roof and I think that it could have been executed more efficiently, but yeah. it wasn't necessarily bad. It was cool to have all the brands under one roof. Well, and you know, because they do it every other year, I think that they sometimes forget the issues that happen. Uh, and I know that this year there was a big changeover from um, the convention center operations and their operations and who was handling lines and security right. and but yeah, you know, it was the same thing at Kamikaze for Stan Lee the first two years it was in LA. Yeah. They had no clue about how to run lines and security. It's a shame that, you know, Disney couldn't have consulted with a company with say maybe sixty years of experience uh, with that's queuing weird, yeah. and lines and or a main entrance stuff. Yeah. Scanning yeah, tickets. So. I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> It was, that was actually very awkward. Yeah. Well, they just gave up on the security check on day one. No one had yeah. their bags checked. There were no. selfie sticks everywhere. Yeah. People had drones inside the hall. Yeah, it, just, it was not. It was crazy. Yeah. And not to mention, you could probably sneak booze in. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, Disney fans would never sneak no, booze in. No. No. Never. Jungle Cruise skippers, maybe. Um, so I, I hope people will go uh, over to our Facebook page. We have links to all the D twenty three Expo Jungle Cruise panel. Uh, Information, the full video, uh, facebook.com slash jungle cruise, C R E W S. Um, what is your, just to wrap this up, what, what's your uh, Disney dream? What's the one thing that you, you if, they, if you were Bob Iger, mm-hmm. first of all, you'd be the best looking Bob Iger that I think we've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Bob's not a, you know. No, Bob's a good, he's, he's a silver fox. Yeah, he's a silver fox. <laughs> um, but if, if you had the Disney pen, Mm-hmm. What would you uh, What would you green light immediately? Oh, I would definitely green light a Walt Disney Innovation Museum, and I would put it in maybe around Burbank, somewhere around there. And I would take classic attractions and give them a home. I'd, I'd give you know, I take out Autopia. I would take out all these other other attractions and give them a, a home in a museum where they could be maintenanced and yeah. and not. Uh, I really wish that we could just take out Autopia and put Tron right there. I know, but but it's uh, something it's something I feel like would have you oh, know. Have you been up to the railroad to the I have. to the barn? Yes, yes. I mean the barn is great. It's, right. it's the best theme park that's open two days a month, <laughs> or two true. hours a month. It's true, but I love. There's something about it being so close to studios, something so close to Walt, and I think that Walt was not just an innovator when it comes to entertainment, but also theme park attractions. So I think almost if you partner with the Smithsonian or the Walt Disney Family Museum and you create this this beautiful museum where you can take your kids and be like, Walt created this. It would be a great feeling. Yeah. So Disneyland could be, still have that fluid, t- like rapid growth that people value and cherish. And you could go to this museum and see everything that you remember. Because honestly, yeah. in the next, what, 10 years, certain attractions are not going to appeal anymore. Because I mean, even dark rides these days, yeah, you know, they, they, certain well, things just don't appeal to the modern the, child. The positive is that if you see what they've done with Pan, yes, because uh, we needed any excuse for Peter Pan to have a longer line. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, yeah, because that ride was bad already, and then suddenly it's even worse. Right, uh, but the projection mapping that's in there it's is cool. is great, and I can right. see them using that to revitalize Mr. Toad. Right, right. I can see uh, Pinocchio and Snow White getting that mm-hmm, that treatment. Mm-hmm. I think the projection mapping is. Um, it's it's an inexpensive way for them to take things that uh, well look look at Indiana Jones right it looks uh, great the doors on Indy the projection map doors make the ride mm-hmm. it has it's, it's taken a twenty year old ride and revitalized right, it right. in a way that really brings it to life again right. and I would love to see them do that with potentially jungle I don't know where in our in our <laughs> jungle water. it would make sense fake Swisher Falls yeah. 
Um, but, you know, I don't want... <laughs> Look, it's the backside of, of light. <laughs> exactly. The backside of pixel. Exactly. Um, Drought. But, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would work. The dry jungle cruise. Exactly. We'll just put the boats on wheels exactly. and roll it around in the... <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Over to our right, we have the skeletons of some hippos. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I think that definitely um, there are other attractions that the projection mapping makes a lot of sense true, in. True, uh, Mansion's one of them. I think Mansion, mansion can add a lot of things yeah. to it. Um, I'd even like to see more on Splash Mountain. Yeah. I haven't ridden Splash in a long time. It's yeah. not one that I ever well, it's, really... it's been hot enough lately. You can. Yeah. But the line is Steam Mountain? Yeah, exactly. Smelly um, Mountain. So, yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of things that, that that technology will reinvigorate. Yeah, absolutely. But for those attractions that don't, I mean, I would even have in, in this museum, I would have the country bears. I would have yep. a sky bucket that maybe you could recreate with virtual reality what it's like to go over Disneyland. I mean, I would take all those things that people love and cherish most about the brand and bring it back. Yeah. So I could take my kids and be like, hey, like, this is what the country bears are. Yeah. Because they're not going to be around much longer, well, or you just, know? Or just build a Disney classic park. But yes, that, you know, just uh. But I mean, ideally, I that's the third gate. That's the third gate. <laughs> we'll take the rides that aren't so good anymore and put them over here. Right. I think it'd be a really cool interact exhibit partner with the archives and Disney fans will finally feel like they get what they want and they feel that the company hasn't withheld anything from them by having everything they do. So I'd probably greenlight that. I don't know how it would go over, but it makes some people happy. Yeah. Well, and I think that the great part is that regardless of what they end up doing, uh, we're all, all in this adventure together, all of it's us true. fanboys, fangirls, uh, all the, the snarkastic uh, podcasters like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that we're all we're all on the journey. And I think that the thing that Disney has done best, and this is a good way to close out our first half, I never actually do a segment. I never actually like <laughs> say, this is where I'm ending. It's great. It's very refreshing. I, I think the thing that Disney has done best in the last few years and the Star Wars thing is showing this perfectly. Cars was another one. I think that they've learned how to leverage excitement and how to yes. leverage the anticipation Yes. so that it's almost an extra ride. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you talk about what Third Gate is. Third Gate is D23 Expo. That's true. Third Gate is the internet. Third right. Gate is podcast. I still to this day have no clue why there's not an official Disney podcast interviewing people and because it'd be great anytime that uh, look John Lasseter I, I'll be happy to host it for you uh, <laughs> you can come on this show and then I can just wrap this up and yeah. <laughs> then uh, I, I, I'm still happy anytime John wants to come on the show I'll be happy to yeah, I'm sure talk will. to him just about jungle no, I don't care <laughs> look a- after his being a jungle cruise skipper it all went downhill for him in my opinion <laughs> once you leave jungle there's no it's upside true. it's true um, but no but I, th- I think we're all in this together I think that they're their leveraging of anticipation, particularly with Star Wars, has created um, an excitement level that will will make the ride. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that's, if anything, that's Walt's legacy. Oh, that's so true. More, more so than that this ride is still there. It's that what's happening now with D23 Expo is the Disneyland TV show all mm-hmm, over again. Mm-hmm. It, the internet has become, you know, uh, the wonderful world of Disney. Right. You know, it really is, you know, Disney X, Disney XD has become the Mouseketeers. It's true. And as we keep on adding IPs to it, it's going to keep being really important to the mm-hmm. to the category. It's so well, true. That sounds good for the first half. We're going to come back in uh, two weeks to the people who are listening now, um, and we're going to talk about you because you've got a 
freaking fantastic Disney story as well. And I want to talk about your magical experiences at the other theme park, Taco Bell. And uh, we'll have a great time with that. So we'll get people to come back, and that'll be fantastic, too. 